Hello, it's SASCast with Sarah and Amber, and I'm so glad to be here with you, Sarah. This week was amazing. I thought that this week's episode was probably a tie with the stripper bus episode. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought it was that good. In fact, it was so good. There was so much depth and so much to unpack that I had to go back and watch it twice just to make sure I didn't miss anything. Oh, I completely agree with you. I had to watch it twice because it was so fast and they had such good lines in this one. Yeah. I mean, well, some of the lines were good and some of them were appalling and offensive. Well, yeah. Let's so, yeah. So let's, gosh, where do we start? Let's start at the beginning. Okay. We'll go with the appalling and offensive towards the end. Sure. Let's start in the beginning when Lisa reveals that Cameron money was spent on Mary's odor gland surgery. So, yeah. So first off, I want to say this, I don't know that everybody's aware, but um, Cameron has subsequently passed away. So I, we don't mean any disrespect in talking about Cameron in this podcast episode because he is, he, he has passed away. Um, I believe that he had some disease and that ultimately took his life. So rest in peace, Cameron, honestly, and I'm not being facetious. Um, but he did say something, which was a great quote uh, when they were doing a flashback. He said he called money donations to Mary and Robert Sr. Heave offerings, H-E-A-V-E, heave offerings. And I thought that is super creepy. Well, I actually heard that and I thought, oh, well, Sarah will know what that is. Well, I, I don't. It must be something from the Bible. I didn't look it up. I haven't had a chance. But uh-huh. you're literally calling in people to their, to church meetings, which is what Cameron said and making them donate a huge amount of money at once for, in this case, he claims it was for Mary's uh, odor gland removal surgery. Oh my God. It was unbelievable. That whole, um, yeah, that was really, really, yeah. you know, a heave offering a separated portion of an ancient Israelite religious offering that was ceremonially raised and lowered in dedication to God. And that afterward was reserved for the officiating priest's use. (laughs) Nobody wanted to know that ever. (laughs) Okay. Gosh. And then there's multiple other kinds of descriptions. So nonetheless, I'm still confused, but nonetheless, he basically tied the money to their church. And it sounds like possibly for Mary's surgeries. Well, it sounds like that Mary and Robert Sr. actually told them what it was for, which is very bizarre. Which is bizarre, and it's right? honest. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess then, you all, okay. then you've got to say, Cameron, if they, well, I wonder if they said for surgery. And yeah, like a, like a, a health problem that they she needed the money for. Well, but- and that, you know what? To, to, I can't believe I'm defending Mary right now, but remember, Mary's claims that her odor glands would get infected and she would get these boils and everything. And I, so I don't want to actually say maybe she really did. Oh my God. I am not ever defending Mary. And you know what? I'm just going to skip ahead to that. Cause I, I told you before we got on uh, to, to record this podcast, how freaking pissed I am at Mary, how horrible and appalling she is, how now I didn't say this to you. I think she's worse than Jen in my opinion, but it comes down to her racist diatribe that she made at the very end of the episode 
about Mexicans. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah, no, I heard it loud and clear. She called <laughs> Jenna Thug and she said, just like the Mexicans. And then she tried to say something about drug dealing. Yeah, she tried to add that on later. Yeah, I yeah. Just to that out. But yeah. yeah, she decided that she was just going to throw out a racist remark about Mexicans. Yeah. And yeah, thanks, Lisa Barlow, for just sitting there going, I feel that. I, I hate Lisa Barlow. I would like Lisa Barlow to get on my show so I could really read her the riot act. She is, she is so two-faced and so fake. Uh, You know what though? You got to give it to her. She does this role. Amazing. Well, okay. Except for, I have to say this, when you've got a a character, you know, a character, characters on real housewives, any real real housewives franchise who are two-faced like this, there's usually something likable about them. And I don't find there to be anything likable about Lisa Barlow. In fact, there are so few likable people on Real Houses of Salt Lake. It's amazing it's going to even last, but there's just enough. Like I think obviously Heather, who is super nice. Whitney, who's apparently the genius of the entire show. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Exactly. I like Jenny too. I mean, I don't, you know, look, Jenny's Jenny kind of was added yeah. on towards the end. Yeah, Jenny's kind of being Jenny. I mean, yeah. she's basically saying I'm not going to have an opinion. I mean, that's basically what but, she but, but, you know, she really didn't because it was so funny to me when she was like, you're right. All these girls were talking behind your back. And I'm thinking <laughs> to myself, wait a sec. You're in that group, too. That was uh, really funny. Yeah. And I like it. She said something like, you know, Jenny was saying to Mary, listen, you did something to rip these people off. And I was just like cracking up because she was, she just like spit it out. She totally did. It was so funny. It, yeah, it was hilarious. I, I, and by the way, how is Mary on this show? I'm gonna go back to Mary real quick. I imagining her going off on her diatribe to Heather day uh, when they were sitting there around the living room. And then she suddenly starts having a monologue, you know, I believe in, salvation whatever the hell she oh i know she started getting up and preaching and i thought to myself i also thought to myself sarah she is putting on a show right now yes yes like it was so awkward and ill-timed and bizarre that i literally thought to myself is she doing this to show she's a real preacher because she's being accused of this like what is she trying to do right now because it was so lame but nothing she says ever makes sense. Like nothing she said no. in that made sense. She was born in money. She was born in money. That's what she said. I was born well, in well, money. Then why do you need, why do you need people to give you money to have your surgery then? Right. Well, good point. Nobody asked her that. Yeah. Nobody asked her that. I don't know. Okay. Let's just talk about the late. So I'm, you know, I'm sorry we started off, but let's just talk about each woman's uh, position on what the hell went down. Um, because by the way, this episode must've taken place over about a, 24 hour period. Oh, I know. If not less. Yeah. So let's start with Meredith and her horrible neon outfit. (laughs) What was that outfit? Thank you. Because I really would like to talk about that too. I was thinking to myself self when they were getting on that plane and I saw her wearing that Batman outfit with the green neon. No, you're right. It's fully Batman. Yeah. I thought, what the hell? Who is dressing her? Is that a joke? Yeah. I, thought so myself so yes it was a joke and i don't think the joke she's in on it 
Oh, she's not in on that joke. And then secondly, why are you defending? First off, if she she goes off on Jen Shaw one more time about oh, devastating, torturing, whatever the hell oh, I know are doing to her. I believe what Jen Shaw did is call your son a twink on Twitter. And I think that's about it. Maybe said a few things like that. And maybe sent you some anonymous texts. I don't actually think that that's some type of torture device for you, Meredith, for you to be that upset about it all to then act like that Mary's totally innocent because all she's doing is duping people in person versus over the internet. Oh, I know. And she's like, I need evidence. I need evidence. And there is plenty of evidence. And then what Cameron just said and shared with Lisa Barlow, but he she's completely ignoring her best, apparently her best friend's information. I, I don't know what to say, but her for her to defend Mary as if Mary is her friend. And we talked about this last week. We don't need to beat a dead horse. Yeah. They are not friends. So I don't understand what Meredith is doing other than let's be honest. Does Meredith have a storyline? No. I mean, maybe it's going to come out. Maybe she's yeah. going to come out. She had something to do with Jen Shaw being arrested or almost arrested at Beauty Lab later. I don't know. But right now, nothing is going on with Meredith. Well, I guess there's not a lot going on with many of the women. Well, let's let's talk about now with Heather, they're trying to bring in her sister. She had a mimosa with her sister and brother-in-law and they had this conversation. I loved how they both said that Heather's family called her sister feral. Let me just say something about that. I thought maybe, is this some sort of story? I mean, obviously what it's about is that the Mormon church might cut off people who leave the faith. And, you know, I don't know that I, that's not been my experience. That's Scientology, isn't it? Well, it sounds like Scientology, which is a cult. But let me just say this. That's not been my experience. So I have close relatives who are Mormon and they have immediate members of their family who left the church. And they certainly did not cut them off and they certainly are, you know, still see them and everything. So I think not to say that they're not talking shit about you behind their back. They're also talking shit about me behind my back. (laughs) But they're certainly not cutting you off. So I think that was probably an experience to Heather's family. I'm not, that is not. Well, I mean, you know, what's worse though, being two-faced and talking behind your back and faking a relationship with you or versus cutting you off and not faking it. Uh, The two-faced. The being, being nice <laughs> to the face. I would much, much, and I've told you this many, many the time. I would much, much have people be nice to my face and have a pleasant interaction with them than have them hate my guts, which you know, I think that bottom line, I would much prefer people who don't like gay people like me. And I shouldn't even say that. I don't know that they don't like me. They just don't believe that it's, you know, it's not, doesn't fit with their beliefs, their faith and their church. But I would much ha- rather have them be nice and polite to me the way the Mormons are here in Utah than head on over to the South where they want to freaking nail me to the cross and burn me. <laughs> that's, that's true. Those Thank things you. do happen. Yeah. No, those things, oh I mean, that may be a slight exaggeration, but not much. So I, I'm not sure Heather has a big storyline with her sister other than she's kind of getting to know her again. And she happened to be in Colorado. So I think it was just a win-win yeah. for both. But yeah, I didn't find yeah, that it. Was the, that was the little Mormon thing in the show. It was kind yeah, of boring. Although, fine. can I just say this? I needed a rest. Like, I felt like, oh, God, at least I don't have to be all stressed out. I can have a good 10 minutes of rest by watching Heather and her sister. So then how about when Lisa and Mary make up? So after the whole breakdown and then they make, or no, when all the girls were talking about Mary, Mary was in the back room. And then Lisa went to ask her the questions about, does your church think you're God? 
And then they became best friends and they woke up Heather by bouncing on her bed and giving her Louis Vuitton bags and then giving Louis Vuitton shoes and then a clutch and then a hat. Like she is so manipulating them and paying them off. Okay, but can I just say something about that? First off, Mary is super rude and mean, by the way. I don't know if you noticed her making fun of Jenny, how she pronounced Christian Labouton. I don't even know how to pronounce it myself. I don't even there. I know who cares. Yeah, she yeah, made she fun of her. her. I saw that. Yeah, she called Heather Chubby. Yeah. Um, you know, yep. I mentioned her racist m- remark yep. to yeah. her. But so she's nasty. But here's the bottom line. So she's bringing a bunch of like expensive gifts, the the Louis Vuitton handbag for Heather, the shoes for Jenny, Louis Vuitton hat for Meredith. She got gypped because apparently that was only worth $1,200. And then Lisa got a clutch that was a Chanel yeah. clutch that was worth like 15. I don't know, whatever. And I'm thinking to myself, first off, what a weirdo. Like, can you imagine like taking a bunch of expensive gifts to people for no reason? And by the way, and then she said to, then she said to Jenny that they didn't fit her or something. And so she gave them to her. Yeah, it was weird. And also, you know what? If somebody, if I was with a group of women like that, who I was just barely friends with, not even friends with, just sort of acquaintances, which is, I believe exactly what they are. And one of the members who I find to be appalling, because who, come on, she's crazy. Let's be honest. The crazy appalling member wanted to give me a Louis Vuitton handbag. I would probably, well, I'd probably take it, but I would be like, I would not be grateful for it. I mean, what the hell? I'd be like, this is really weird. You know, I felt really sorry for Whitney because I felt like Whitney genuinely thought she was friends with Mary. Oh, don't there's no way. I I do. I think that she really thought that. And she seems very, very hurt and upset. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, get over it, Whitney. You know what though? You might be right, Amber, because remember she had taken her dad to the church. Yes. And yep. yeah, so you might be right about that. You know what? I just love the way that Whitney pronounces Mary's name. It's like M- Mary, Mary. It, it's the, the Utah accent is so perfect. I love it. <laughs> I love listening to Whitney talk. Ugh. Oh my gosh. That was the whole debacle in the living room about how they were all fighting with each other. Well, Whitney's a genius, by the way. I mean, she broke it all down. Yep. She said, basically, Lisa is trying to manipulate the situation. She was talking shit about you. Then she goes downstairs. Now she's your best friend. Now she's talking shit about me, trying to blame me for all the shit that she started. And yeah, all of that's true. And it seemed to me Mary kind of knew it to be true, but she didn't care. I don't understand what was going on there either was bizarre. Yeah. Whitney honestly is smart, 10 times smarter than every last person in that room. She is. Yeah. She, well, I think Heather and her are about the same, but she does. She's like the voice of reason lately. Yeah. 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 And, and she then when, just raked over the coals by Mary. I feel bad for her. Oh, I do too. But I, yes, I totally feel bad for her actually, but she can stand up for herself. Like she's oh, not totally, I'm not feeling that bad for her. Yeah. yeah. And then Poor Heather. Like I would have, I would have been fucking driven to insanity myself had I been Heather. Heather's the one that was sticking up for Whitney, which somebody should have. Thank you, Heather. Yeah. And then Heather just takes it from Mary, like, and they're all sitting there, except only Whitney and Heather stuck up for each other. And I'm thinking to myself, what is wrong? First off, Meredith, you're horrible. Lisa, we hate you. Jenny, whatever. Who cares? But what the hell, Meredith and Lisa? Well, you're crazy, both of you. I know, and I love how Heather said. I overlooked that you were married to your step granddaddy. Oh yeah. What did she say? She said, she did. I overlooked that you were married oh. to your step granddaddy. Well, like so, so when Mary accused Heather basically of being an alcoholic, 
And then, uh, yes. I don't know if you noticed, yeah. Lisa Barlow over in the corner yes. laughed her ass off. Yeah, like, I saw that. Yeah, I totally saw that. Yeah. And basically then uh, there was a quote that Heather did, and I can't remember it word for word, but it was, hey, uh, yeah, Mary, when people you have to be around have to drink in order to even tolerate you because <laughs> you're crazy, yeah. like that's your, that's your problem. I know. I love it. She, Heather was so spot on in that testimonial. Oh, God, that she was, was so, so good in it. So, so good. And then, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, and then, you know, I agree. Just staying on that, that subject, if I would have been Heather and Whitney, I would have totally not gone on that plane either. I don't blame them one bit. Oh, I would have walked home. Yeah. Yeah. I would have been. And then Lisa was said something to the effect of, oh, I wish the plane was bigger. I don't know. She's so unlikable. Oh my God. She is so unlikable. And how about her horrible denim pink furry coat outfit and i think she's putting bronzer on her breast to make cleavage <laughs> i literally think i think that i think we know i noticed that when my cousin and i were watching and i noticed it oh god yeah. she's awful she's just well it looks like though that she's gonna get into it with jen when you saw the previews for the next week it looks like jen well, she's gonna get she's getting in with it with uh mary oh but I, wasn't it jen shaw who attacked her on the stripper bus again in the previews for next yeah week? that they she attacked her and then also she and mary get into a big fight about about her church and well, whether you know what lisa, yeah you know what lisa why are you're such a fucking two-faced liar as i think whitney said liar liar i can't do a freaking utah accent liar because one minute you're talking shit about mary and her cult and the next minute you're taking chanel handbags from mary i know and jumping on her bed or whatever and what? laughing like a two-year-old yeah why because she oh. is very very used to being what? used i guess by the way can i ask a question completely unrelated to all of yeah. this when heather and whitney were eating either breakfast i think it was breakfast or lunch the day they were leaving did you see they were eating like chicken fingers and french fries where they were eating chicken fingers and french fries the next morning when they were getting ready before they went into the living room to have the big fight. I did not notice that. I was like, where did you get that food? And then in, very shortly thereafter, that was when Jenny asked Lisa if she wanted a croissant. And I'm like, so are the chicken fingers and french fries your breakfast, Heather and Whitney? It was weird. And oh. I thought to myself, you know what, Whitney, how does she keep such good shape if she's eating chicken fingers? I don't know. I don't know. But maybe she does a lot of acrobatics on her pole pole dancing yeah yeah i think that can really keep you in shape yeah. yeah as we know we know we have a personal uh, acquaintance that stays in great shape that way we do yeah i mean their initials i don't know that you'd recognize it but oh okay very, you know she's very sex positive oh yes 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 i do know and has are. big big guns yeah total guns yeah yeah Good for her. well man this was a great one did you watch watch what, what happens live afterwards no, I didn't either. It didn't record. Well, that's because that stupid Potomac special came on. So I know I'm very, I'm really looking forward to next week. I'm this, this season is just good. Well, can I just say something? How could that episode have been so, so good? And we have so little to say about it. <laughs> well, I don't know, but it was just excellent. If they haven't watched it, you got to watch this episode. It was really one of the best. And you just couldn't capture all the one-liners. You just couldn't. Little girl. Yeah. She's like, she's like, oh, what, is, what did she say in the end? You're a liar. You're weird. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> what, what is she talking about? <laughs> she went in. 
And no, so she went in and Heather said, I'm sorry that she didn't even say, Heather didn't even say, I'm sorry if I hurt you. Heather actually said, I'm sorry that I hurt you. Even though she she wasn't being genuine, that's true. Um, And then Mary goes, you're a liar. And then Heather's like, "Uh, for real? And then she walked around the corner and Mary goes, you're weird. (laughs) Mary is so bizarre. She is so bizarre. She looks batshit crazy when she's talking on top of it. Well, and then when she starts to do her preaching, she's so awkward. By the way, why does she have such terrible grammar? She has horrible grammar. It's unbelievable to me. How are you a preacher and, you know, who speaks in church and have horrible grammar like that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't 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 get it it either. She is an anomaly to me. Oh, gosh. I know. I hope that it all, all comes out. I hope she is losing her congregation if she's a cult. Well, of course. Yeah, because she's heaving and tithing. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about the previews for the upcoming season because it was the mid-season preview. Earlier, they showed the stripper bus. It looked like Jen Shaw had jumped on uh, Lisa Barlow. Which Yeah, no kidding. And then it it showed Lisa Barlow and Mary getting into it. Yep. And then what was the whole line with Meredith and now her purple sequin vest with her husband, (laughs) Seth, which was in a white satin suit. And she's like, you know, I'm going to tell you who everyone's dating. I don't know what she said, but she said something weird. I can tell out. you what nobody, I don't know. But I, it was, yeah, it, that was weird. Yeah, that was weird. So that's coming up. I, what do you think that she's even talking about? I don't know. What's going on with Jen you, Shaw? Do you oh. think it's Jen Shaw? Because remember she got out of the Uber and the uh, uh, they were kind of alleging that she was meeting up some with some guy. Okay, so I have some info on that. And okay. I and I got it straight from listening to the Bitch Sash podcast because Bitch Sash, if any, I highly recommend anybody listen to Bitch Sash because it's probably the number one housewives uh, podcast with Casey Wilson and Danielle Schneider. They do a great bot podcast. They had the Uber driver on their podcast. The Uber driver that picked up Jen Shaw on their podcast. That's right. He's a Salt Lake Uber driver. They disguised his voice. He identified himself as a Greek man. We all know that there's a lot of Greeks here, Amber. So that seemed to be yes. genuine. Yes. And the Uber driver said that he picked her up and then he took her. Then she asked him to turn off the timer or the tracker because she didn't want Heather to know where she was going. And apparently she left her Porsche in in Heather's driveway or whatever because she was drunk and couldn't drive. She said that she tried to get back onto the Uber. She wanted to start the trip over with this Uber driver, but apparently didn't have Uber on her phone or whatever. So then she just said to him, can you just take me to this address and I'll just pay you directly? So ultimately she ended up giving a hundred bucks for that ride to some condo in Salt Lake. And then she said, will you come back and pick me up? Oh, will you call up? She literally said this to him. Will you call up coach Shaw and tell him you're one of my assistants and I'm running late and I'm not going to be home till later. And the Uber driver said, "Uh, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that for you. And she's like, oh, okay, I'll do it myself. So apparently she called up coach Shaw, made up some story about why she's going to be late. She goes to a condo. And then apparently she called the Uber driver a couple hours later. Oh, she paid him a hundred bucks for like a t- five to 10 minute ride. And then like two hours later, she called him, text him back up to come pick her up where he dropped her off at that condo to take her back to Park City. And so he drove there. He picked her up. Oh, she said that she had been at that condo because she had lost the key to the Porsche and she needed to get the key from to the Porsche from that condo, which makes no sense to me, but whatever. But she still wanted him to take her to Park City. So he did. And then she gave him another hundred bucks. Oh, that sounds very fishy. 
Well, it does, but she, it also didn't sound to me like she was having sex with anyone because he said that she looked exactly the same as when, except for more sober when he picked her up. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know where she was or what she was doing, but that seemed really weird. Oh man. And she didn't want coach Shaw to know about it. How about that? Oh man. Yeah. I wish more would come out with coach Shaw about what he knows, what he doesn't know. Well, I think there is an episode coming up because I remember her crying and yelling at him and he's kind of looking like deer in the headlights. Well, can I just say something? He did. He looked like he was going to kill her. Yeah. If we had more listeners to this podcast, we would get DMs as well, Amber, of people here who have knowledge, like the Uber driver who just simply DM'd Casey Wilson to get on Bitch Sash. How do you, what does that mean, DM them? Oh no, don't say that out loud, Amber. Well, I don't know what that means. So, you know, when you have Twitter or Instagram, you can direct message somebody. Oh, got it. Got it. Yeah, Yeah. got it. So we would have to have Twitter or something like that. Well, I have Instagram and I advertise our podcast on Instagram. Well, then somebody should DM you. What's it called? But no, but no local people are listening to our podcast. It's got to be the local. Oh, yeah. There's local people listening to it. Who? Your sister. (laughs) My sister would have to DM me. She could call me and tell me her info. Okay, that's true. She did give us some info. She actually told us about a woman who, it was a very sad story about a woman that she was friends with, that Heather Gay is friends with who had passed away. Do you remember that? Yeah. And she said that Heather Gay would likely be at the funeral and she thought we should crash the funeral. Remember that? Yeah, we thought that we thought better of that and thought, you know, we wanted to be respectful. Yeah, that seems really rude. Yeah, that seems like- But it was a good idea. Thanks, Laura. In theory, it was was an- uh, interesting way to meet somebody, but we thought the better of it given our professionalism and integrity. Yes. Yes. Well, Sarah, it has been a pleasure. I cannot wait. Okay. So now Real House of Housewives of Orange County is Wednesday nights. It is everybody. We are now reviewing uh, Real Housewives of Orange County. I think it's going to be a really excellent season so far. So good. And don't forget to come back to listen to Sascast with Sarah and Amber and have a good night. 